forth his son, born of women, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then also an heir of God through According to St. Matthew, let us be attentive. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, For so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will govern my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. When they had heard the king, they went their way, and lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Glory to you.
the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now I've been thinking about Deacon's homily since Sunday. And one of the things that really struck me was this hymn that I thought I knew so well. I didn't really care for the hymn. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. But what was the part that he pointed out? Let every heart prepare him rule. Do you remember that part? And I've been thinking about that because... It's just this little phrase in the song. If you look at the rest of that verse, it doesn't really go with it. But let every heart prepare him room. That's what I've been thinking about all these last couple of days. Let every heart prepare him room. Such a simple little thing. It's like just a little bit of room. And that really speaks to our Lord's humility. His immense humility. Because he was born, as we know from all of the hymns that we have heard many times in these last couple of days, he was born in a cave, in a manger, in a nowhere little village at the far end of the Roman Empire. And we think of that manger and that that cave like the, the creches that we see around at churches and other places. They look so perfect. But it's a trough. A trough for the animal's food. And it's a cave where people don't live. That's where they put their animals. And what do animals do there in that cave? That's where they live. So now we can begin to understand the immense humility of our Lord. Because we think about that, why wouldn't he be born in Rome? That's the center of the empire. That's the place where he can have some great effect and really get all the people or at least in Jerusalem, the major city of the region. But no, in this tiny little village of Bethlehem. Not even in the village because there was no room. And yet, this is the one who said, let there be light. And there was light. He's the one who separated the dry land from the waters. And they were separated. He created each and every plant and animal and every living thing and everything in creation. And here he is. For those of you who have held a newborn infant, you know how fragile it is. How incredibly fragile. You just are afraid just holding that little child. In the hymns from the Orthros that we just heard, it said... He whom nothing can contain has been contained in a womb. And this is simultaneous. Simultaneously, he is uncontainable, more spacious than the heavens, and yet simultaneously, he is in the womb of the Virgin. It says, The fleshless one willingly took on flesh. He is in his father's bosom and his mother's embrace. Look at that icon for a moment. He's in his father's bosom and yet at the same time in his mother's embrace. This is the mystery of what is occurring right now. And the hymn says, furthermore, as he willed and was well pleased. Because it was his desire to utterly humble himself. This was his desire. 
He wanted to take the most lowly route possible. It doesn't get much lower than being in a horse trough. But that's the route that He desired for our salvation. So what is our part? It's back to that hymn. Let every heart prepare Him room. This is what we've been doing through this fast. We've been preparing room for our Lord. This is what we do with the fast, with the prayers, with the services. We're preparing room in our heart. But our heart, in fact, as we have realized likely through this fast, is just cluttered with junk. All the little conversations that go in our heads, the judgments of other people, the little resentments and bitterness and jealousy and envy and all of those things, those are the things that we see a little bit more clearly when we're fasting. Because remember, fasting is a revelation of who we are. So we see that our heart is actually quite cluttered. So just to give Christ a little bit of room seems like an insurmountable task. We can feel overwhelmed by that. You think of like when you have to clean out a garage that hasn't been cleaned out in years. You just open that door and look at it and you go, I don't know where to begin. I don't know where to begin. And when we look into ourselves, I hope, I pray, that we have a little bit of that sense. I don't know where to begin. There's too much junk in here. I try to move it out and it just walks itself back in. But that's a good place to be. Because then we're joining our Lord in His humility. Then we can say, I can't begin to clean this. Now it doesn't mean despair, forget about it, ignore it, pretend it doesn't exist. That's not the answer. The answer is simply to say, I can't clean this myself. Help me, Lord. Because the mystery of this is that our Lord wants to have all of our heart and is willing to get all of our heart. What we need to do is say, come and help me. I want to clear out the junk. Come and help me. So as we ponder upon our Lord in the manger, in the cave, in the lowest of humility, let us likewise find the lowest, the most humble path and join Him. Amen.